Hey everyone, welcome back to the Functional Retirement Podcast where we get technical about your wealth, philosophical about your purpose, and inspirational on your fitness. I'm your host, Thatcher Taylor. I'm the owner of Pro Path Financial, and today we're talking annuities. You may have been noticing that your annuity hasn't done what it was supposed to over the past 10 to 20 years. At least that's what I noticed when I just did an annuity review for a client and they had almost half a million dollars of annuities that didn't do what they were supposed to do, or at least what they were sold to do. So the question becomes, what can you do with these annuities? If you have some annuities, we're going to find out the options that you can utilize when it comes to working with your annuities after you've had them for a while. So I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. We're going to dive into this pretty quickly. If you're watching this, I want to thank you for your patience. If you're on YouTube, you're on the ProPath Financial page, or you searched Thatcher Taylor and you found this, the background's kind of funny. You might even be able to see a dog back here because this is my recovery room. Just had ankle surgery, and so I have a bed in here because I can't walk upstairs just quite yet. So without further ado, annuities have four options. You can leave it the way it is. You can surrender it. You can annuitize it. Or you can turn it into something something new, and I'm going to break down all four. So the first thing you need to do is you have to understand what annuity you have. And I know that seems ridiculous. Eh, well, I have an annuity. You would be shocked when you start diving into the type of annuity that you have, how much nuance there is. And all that nuance matters to how you get to utilize it now and at some point in the future. So you first need to find out, if you haven't already done the research, some of you maybe already have and you have a good understanding, but let's just make sure you have somewhat of a baseline understanding as we work through this episode here today. So first you need to understand if it's a non-qualified annuity, an IRA, or a Roth annuity. Next, you need to find out if it's fixed if it's variable, or if it's already been annuitized into income or someplace in between there. You need to know what the surrender charges are, or if you're even in a surrender period. You need to think back to what was the purpose of the annuity when you bought it, and today, is that still the purpose of the annuity? If you want to learn more about the nuts and bolts of the annuity, you can check out a previous episode, it's episode 15, of the podcast where I do a deep dive into annuities and whether or not they make sense. But the biggest thing that we need to understand today is if it's a non-qualified annuity, if it's an IRA annuity, or if it's a Roth annuity. Because remember, an annuity is just a product. It's very similar to an investment. Within those different registration types, a non-qualified an IRA, or a Roth, which non-qualified essentially just means taxable account, but we'll talk about in a second. The annuity is just the product within those registration types. So there's going to be a different tax ramification attached to it. If you put after-tax money into an annuity from, say, your bank account or from an old taxable investments in your brokerage account, This is a non-qualified annuity or an NQ annuity if you see it on your statement. The reason this matters is because that basis or the original investment amount is never taxable to you. 
and your earnings throughout the life of holding that annuity are tax deferred and those earnings will be taxable later. Next is the IRA annuity. You usually put an old IRA or an old 401k into this annuity. That's most likely what happened, especially if you have a larger annuity where the money put in was already tax deferred. But in the future, all that money, including the money that you put in, is taxable. And then lastly is a Roth IRA annuity or an annuity within a Roth IRA where you use after-tax dollars similar to the non-qualified annuity. But since it's within a Roth registration, you follow the Roth rules and you have the ability to get all the money, your basis or your original contributed amount and the earnings out completely tax-free, but you got to follow the rules. So you can see a non-qualified annuity, an IRA, and a Roth. These are just registration types, and the annuity is the product within the registration, and that's what I spoke about before. Is it a fixed annuity? Is it a variable annuity? Is it income being distributed from the annuity as it's already been annuitized? There's a lot of elements that come into play about the annuity, which we'll discuss briefly, but again, go check out that previous podcast, episode 15. So if you want to learn more before we transition to the four options, before we transition, there's a supporting article. You can go to propath, P-R-O-P-A-T-H financial.com forward slash post forward slash annuity exchange to learn more. And if you need to learn more about how your annuity fits into your retirement plan, or if it even does, or if you want a quick review, just go to propathfinancial.com. Again, P-R-O-P-A-T-H financial.com. Click the get started button, answer a couple of questions, and you're going to be able to schedule a time to chat. So, okay, just to review, there's essentially four options. You can leave your annuity where they are and keep doing whatever you're doing. So the first option is you can do nothing. This is common, but it usually leaves us with regret and the insurance companies love this. The second option that you can utilize when it comes to an annuity is you can surrender it. We'll discuss that in a second. The third option is you can annuitize it, which is essentially turning it into income. Or number four is you can transfer it or turn it into something new. And that's actually the genesis. That's where this all started was from that client review, trying to figure out what to do with some old, old annuities. Okay, so number one is you can leave your annuity exactly the way it is. Most people are doing this where they have an annuity, they maybe forgot about it, or they think about it occasionally, and they were told that they can't really do anything for a while with it for a while because it's a long-term investment, which is fine. But the first option and usually the most lackadaisical option is to just leave it the way it is. Annuities are too nuanced to be ignored for an extended period of time. So make sure to review that annuity and figure out whether or not you want to leave it the way it is. You might be forced to leave it the way it is because of surrender charges or rules surrounding its ability to be used for anything valuable at the moment, which is fine. But you need to understand the intricacies of how it's working and whether or not you're supposed to or you should be leaving it where it is for the time being. Okay, the second thing you can do is you can surrender the annuity. Surrendering is essentially the term where you have the ability to get your money back out. It's not like a regular brokerage account or an IRA or Roth IRA that you have at your brokerage firm. You have to follow a specific procedure to surrender and get some or all of the money out. 
Now, surrendering is more difficult, usually through a window of time. Most annuities have a surrender period. Seven, maybe 10 years are the most common. But what happens is they make it difficult for you to get your money back out without incurring a fee. So you put $100,000 into an annuity and you want to pull it out in the first year, maybe 10,000 bucks, there may be a 7% fee for withdrawing $10,000 early. Because remember, an annuity is an insurance product. Your money is given to the insurance company. The insurance company is doing something with that $100,000, usually trying to generate revenue in some capacity for the company. And they want you to leave that money there so that it's not owed to you. Now, they have the means and the ability to get you your money when you need it, but they're going to attach a fee to it. That fee usually decreases over a period of time. So you need to understand the surrender period and whether or not you're going to get any costs and fees. If you look at your statement or you log into your online account for your annuity, you'll be able to see the breakdown. It should They'll be able to tell you what the surrender fee is. Now, the second element about surrendering is it's most likely going to be a taxable event. The only time it's really not going to be a taxable event is if you have it in a Roth IRA and you followed all the rules, you're over age 59 and a half, and you have not broke any rules that would make the earnings taxable to you, but you would still incur those fees. The other option is if for some reason your annuity, you only withdrew basis or your original investment in a non-qualified registration, which most likely won't happen. You will end up pulling out some earnings depending on how long you've been there. So in most cases, a surrender will create a taxable event. So think about this. You surrender your annuity early, so you're going to get a fee, and it's going to go on your tax return as income in some capacity. So you have a big taxable event. The only time a surrender may make sense to you is you've had your annuity in there long enough, you've seen the growth that you've wanted, and your life has changed and turned into something different and the annuity no longer fits, where you can surrender with no fees and get all of your money, including the earnings, out. But you're most likely still going to have a taxable event. So surrendering is a common theme. You can surrender any one of the annuities. You just need to understand the intricacies surrounding that surrender and how it's going to affect your tax situation or any additional fee situation. The third thing you could do is you could annuitize your annuity. So a lot of retirees and pre-retirees start to think about their income in retirement. One potential way to create a guaranteed income stream or your own pension is to utilize an annuity and annuitize it. I mean, just think about this. A lot of regular pensions are basically like big annuities. So you could create your own stream of income, and this is called annuitization. So we've talked about how you could leave your annuity alone. You could cash it in and do something else with it, pay some taxes, and you're off to the races. But you could also turn it into income. How much income will be based on a variety of factors, including lifespan, the amount that's annuitized, whether the income is just for you, whether it's for you and your spouse, if it's just for a certain amount of years, if you get any back when you pass away, you could go a variety of different directions on the amount that could be received upon annuitization or creating your own income stream. 
which is a pretty cool thing. You guarantee your income. If it's a high quality insurance company, you can feel pretty confident that that money will be there. But this will lead into the next option, option four here in just a second. But this strategy is really used for people that are lower risk based, that don't want to use as much volatility from their other assets in retirement for income, and they want to secure a portion. So you can really secure a large amount of your income if you're getting social security and you create a stream of income you can cover potentially your bare bones expenses and then use the rest of your assets in a growth form and use that as your extra kind of fun money, spending money throughout retirement, your longevity risk. So there's a lot of things that can happen upon annuitization. This comes back to really evaluating what's the purpose of this annuity. You could have gotten a variable annuity 10 years ago. And the point of that variable annuity was to get a little growth and protect your downside But 10 years later, now you're in retirement, you went from 55 to 65, and now you're like, well, I don't really want that anymore. I need some income because I'm wanting to stop my career. So evaluating the purpose of your annuity is really important to making the decision on what to do next, which leads in to number four. I spoke just a second ago about annuitization where there are a lot of factors, including lifespan, the amount annuitized the years, whether it's for your spouse and all these things that come into the insurance company giving you a potential payment, you could transfer your annuity. So regardless of the annuity type, whether it's an IRA or a Roth IRA or a non-qualified annuity, there is an option to potentially transfer it to a new company. So this would be used in lieu of a surrender or leaving it there or annuitization. Say you don't want the tax ramifications. You're out of your surrender period and you'd found a different product that provides a different benefit with a different company and you want to go to that company. You could move your old annuity or those assets to the new company. The environment in life changes so often. And depending on that annuity, like I mentioned before, you could decide that there's something better somewhere else. And an example of that, which there are a variety of examples, but one example is maybe what you would get paid on an annuitization or an income stream could be different in another company. And maybe you want to go there. So there could be a benefit somewhere else. But regardless of what the benefit is, say you want to go to a new company. If it's a Roth IRA or an IRA, let's start there. You're going to need to just do a transfer from the one initial annuity provider insurance company to the new one. And I should mention this. To be able to do a transfer or a money movement from an old annuity company to the new one, they have to work together. The money cannot come to you. It must go literally from one insurance company to the next. So when you're evaluating this process, Understand the money's not going to come to you. So you can contact, if you decide that you want to move your annuity, contact the initial annuity company where your annuity is now, and you can work with the new company to be able to communicate properly and be able to transfer those assets the right way into the right product. It is a very deliberate process, so it does take some legwork. Those are just IRAs and Roth IRAs. The next option is a 1035 exchange. And a 1035 exchange is something you've probably heard of, but that applies to non-qualified annuities. 
So the transfer process of the IRA and the Roth IRA annuities is to maintain their tax ramifications because you don't want that money when it moves to become taxable to you. So utilizing the right process, make sure you maintain the same tax ramification or tax status. That's the same with a 1035 exchange. Because remember, in a non-qualified annuity, let's say you invested $100,000 and now it's worth $200,000. That $100,000 of growth is taxable as income. But let's say you're not ready to use that for income or anything at the moment. But you want to find another annuity that fits your goals a little bit better. The IRS tax code allows you to do a 1035 exchange to move the annuity or the assets from the first insurance company to the second without creating a taxable event. The 1035 exchange only applies to these non-qualified or taxable annuities. It does not apply to the IRAs or the Roth IRAs. So that's a very important element that you need to remember. You got to abide by the rules. In any one of these, specifically the 1035 exchange though, an old contract must be exchanged for a new contract. So you cannot take the assets out and put it in an already existing second annuity at another firm. They need to go directly to the new company. The exchange happens between the new companies, like I mentioned. The money does not come to you and it has to be new money or a new annuity, I should say. So there's a lot of elements that come into play when it comes to annuities and what you can do with them after you've already owned them for a while. As always, I end these podcasts talking about planning. You don't want to make these decisions in a vacuum where it just happens. You want to start planning and preparing for these decisions years and years prior With an annuity, you want to check in on it at the very minimum, at the bare minimum, at least annually with the person that sold it to you or the company that owns it, making sure to check the status, the surrender, the value, the rules, and the guidelines. But the surrender or the transfer or the annuitization, those decisions happen years before the actual event. And you need to find out how that builds in to your future. Why would you annuitize an annuity when you're still working? That's an example of planning or sitting down with someone and saying, what would be the point of this annuitization? Well, I just want the income. Well, for what? You're still working. You would just be spending it down and you would get a smaller amount. What if you're in a fixed annuity where you're just getting some caps each year and it didn't work out well for you and you want to go to a variable annuity? Well, what if the surrender period's 10 years but you're planning on retiring in five years and you can't access the funds anyway, unless you annuitize. What if there's no death benefit attached to it? What if your beneficiaries aren't set up the right way? What if the riders aren't set up the way that your new life requires? I can't underestimate the value of planning in these decisions to make sure you're not backed in a corner. If you need help, with situations like this, you can go to propathfinancial.com slash get started. You reach out to me directly for an annuity review. An annuity or an annuity review is just one element of the bigger picture of a comprehensive planning relationship, but it needs to be evaluated and it cannot be ignored. Annuities 
can be a very frustrating product to say the least. If they're not utilized in the right way, it's about expectations. You set your expectations, they were sold on something that's going to do something specific and it doesn't do that. And so now you're all frustrated. You need to make sure that you're getting them for the right reasons. And you're not just getting one perspective from the person that's selling them to you. In my firm, I don't sell annuities. I recommend them and I help evaluate them. I understand them very well, but I recommend annuities in situations that are best fit for the client's goals and their vision with no compensation that comes to me. So that's why I like to talk about them. I feel like I'm an unbiased observer of the annuity world. If you have any questions, please reach out. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to the next episode next week. See you next Friday.